0: What's going on Dolphins fans Kyle Krabs locked on Dolphins today Wednesday June 15th 2022 and we are finishing what we started yesterday what one non quarterback from each NFC team I would lift to add to the Dolphins 2022 roster if I could you are locked on Dolphins your daily Miami Dolphins podcast part of the locked on podcast network. Your team, every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, Locked on Dolphins. Today is Wednesday, June 15th, 2022. Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, your host here on Locked on Dolphins. And I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen. Of the day. A lot of great resources out there for you guys to check out. Would definitely avoid the national scale. Make sure you're focusing those who are focused on the Dolphins. There's a lot of us out there that love this team. And uh, for those of you who choose to start your day with locked on Dolphins, I want to tip my cap uh, to all of you and thank you for your support of the show. Today's episode is brought to you by BlueNile.com. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. Locked on Dolphins listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement jewelry. Use code LOCKEDON at checkout. So if you missed yesterday's show, it was a good one. Uh, the objective here is to look across the rest of the league landscape and hold each one of these rosters up against the Dolphins and identify where the Dolphins fall short versus uh, every other roster in the NFL as far as a player that you could transplant from that team onto the Dolphins, and they would make an impact for the team in 2022. Now, obviously, there's some scheme translatability that has to be accounted for there. There's some players who are just so elite, you're going to say, hey, we're going to take this guy no matter what. But we did the AFC side of the fence yesterday on the show, and today. Non quarterbacks, can't stress that enough because I want to evaluate the whole roster. And for those who are super avid supporters of Tua, I don't want anybody to take it the wrong way. If I were to choose a quarterback, and for those who have had enough of Tua and and the the circus and the negative talking points already, uh, I don't want to make you guys mad anytime I don't take a quarterback. So we're gonna skip the quarterbacks, and we're gonna let 2022 play out and give us the answers we need at that position. We're gonna look at the rest of the roster. Or to look at non-quarterbacks, and we're on the NFC side of things. We're starting in the NFC East because we're diving right in today. We'll do the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, this was the NFL's number one scoring offense, but ironically enough, I think the player that I would choose to transplant uh, is probably the one on the defensive side of the ball, that being Micah Parsons, the linebacker uh, from the 2021 NFL draft in the, sec- in the first round. Uh, He was a stud last year, hybrid linebacker type. That is a chess piece that you would think Miami would really benefit from for his ability to play stack backer, play between the tackles, play as a Sam linebacker who's going to serve in a rush role on the edge of the line of scrimmage. You think about how they used Jerome Baker last year. Think about how you use Andrew Van Ginkle. Think about how you use Elan Roberts. Like that same player can be on the field in three. separate roles with Micah Parsons. Uh, Shout out to Zach Martin, uh, who made this decision difficult. Uh, Tyron Smith would have received consideration had he uh, not played the same position that Teron Armstead plays. And also, uh, CeeDee Lamb is a good enough wide receiver to be considered a high-level player that would serve as an upgrade. But Miami took a different Dallas receiver this offseason. So we're going to do Micah Parsons. We're going to move on and we're going to f- focus on the Philadelphia Eagles. There's not a lot on the defensive side. Now, Philly has some talent on the defensive side of the ball. I want to be totally fair and objective to them in that regard. They have talent up front. Uh, I don't, their corners are good, but that's the one spot Miami is stacked. Miami safeties are comfortably better than Anthony Harris, Marcus Epps and Kayvon Wallace. Uh, their linebackers are Kaiser white TJ Edwards, Hassan Reddick is a rush hybrid type. Okay. You know, you could probably make a case that he would have a pretty significant role potentially be an upgrade over Andrew Van Ginkle. No, this, this is Lane Johnson through and through uh, Lane Johnson, the right tackle. He was the first round pick for the team in 2013. This might sting some Dolphins fans a little bit because, I mean, could have had Lane Johnson, just like they could have had Micah Parsons. But you know what? These things work themselves out for the reason for reasons that we cannot explain. And if I were not to take Lane Johnson, I would take Jason Kelsey the center and move Connor Williams back. Uh, that is the one thing Philadelphia does have is some quality play in the trenches. Also, shout out AJ Brown. Uh, he's a worthwhile name especially for Miami's need uh for somebody who's a well-established physical blocker. Um AJ Brown is somebody that that certainly deserves a shout out. We're going to look at the New York Giants next as we work our way through the NFC East. And um man, I got I got to tell you I I might just pick the guy they just took in the first round this year and call it a day. I mean, defensively, they've got stout but unspectacular standout talent. Nobody that I would view as a slam dunk home run in the on the defensive side of the ball at all is an upgrade over what the Dolphins have. Uh, even their inside linebackers of the, the Darian Beavers and Micah McFadden's backing up the Tay Crowders and Blake Martinez's of the world. I don't know that that's an upgrade for Miami. I think Miami's got better edge play. Obviously, Kayvon Thibodeau, we need to see what he's going to become in the NFL. So Evan Neal, uh, offensive tackle, is probably the name I'm going to call here as the one player that I would consider, Sterling Shepard's a really good receiver, but struggles with durability issues. This is a hard one. To, To take a rookie that hasn't played a snap yet as the one player you would voluntarily choose to transplant, Maybe Dexter Lawrence, if I wanted a 10-year player. Uh, but that does not speak favorably to Dave Gettleman, uh, the former GM of the New York Giants. And that speaks to how far this team has to come uh, to be a contender once again. Uh, the Washington Commanders, which still feels weird, they'll always be the football team for me. I'll never call them the Commanders. It's the, they're the football team. I'm sorry. Uh, probably Chase Young, right? I mean, I, I look offensively at this team, and the backs don't present any obvious upgrades. Terry McLaurin's a really good player, uh, but he, he'd be a, a 2B for Miami behind Tyreek Hill tied with Jalen Waddell. Maybe, no, I don't even know if I. Uh, Brandon Scherf left in free agency. I wouldn't even go offensive line here. It's pick your poison for what the, what defensive lineman you'd like. Whether it's Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, or Chase Young. Any one of those four. I'll take Chase Young because I think the ceiling is obviously the highest there uh, with him being uh, such a high draft selection. He's coming back from injury, and there's no question uh, when he's back on the field, he is going to shine like a diamond. Speaking of shining like a diamond, let's talk about the uh, special moment that you're hoping to have sparkle in your life. You can have that with jewelry from BlueNile.com. Locked on Dolphins listeners get $50 off a purchase of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement jewelry. Use code Locked On. That's code Locked On Plus. Every order is shipped in discreet. Packaging is shipped for free. It won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free. Find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. So, uh, the Giants, a challenge. I expect this team is also going to be a challenge. The Chicago Bears. As we continue the exercise of finding non-quarterbacks to transplant from their respective teams to the Dolphins to serve as an upgrade in this upcoming season. I'm going to read you by position group. Top three, top four wide receivers. I'll give them top four. Top four wide receivers on the team. Darnell Mooney, EQ, St. Brown, Byron Pingle, Vellis Jones. Are any of those players upgrades? Or would the Dolphins have in their wide receiver? No, they're not. So, let's look at the offensive line. Larry Borum, Cody Whitehair, Patrick Lucas, Sam Mustafer, Tevin Jenkins with Braxton Jones, fifth-round rookie, as the swing tackle. Are any of those players obvious upgrades over what the Dolphins have in place? Maybe Cody Whitehair at left guard. Cole Komet at tight end? Nope. Running back, David Montgomery, productive player. Not an especially enticing fit in a wide zone rushing offense. I'm not going to pick him. Defensively, al Muhammad, Angelo Blackson, Justin Jones, Robert Quinn, front four. Is Robert Quinn better than Emmanuel Agba? Probably not for this defense, right? Agba ability to stand up, reduce inside. Robert Quinn is a primary speed rusher with Ben. Matthew Adams, Nicholas Moreau, Roquan Smith, your linebackers. I think Roquan Smith's probably your name here. Uh, DBs are Jalen Johnson, Eddie Jackson, Tavon Young, and two rookies, Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon. Roquan Smith is the answer, but my goodness, you didn't even have any. Cody Whitehair is your backup option for Chicago. This is going to be a team picking in the top five this year, and I would not be surprised if that team has four wins or less this upcoming season. By the way, on the Dolphins schedule midseason, file that away. Uh, the Detroit Lions looking at Detroit non quarterback to transplant to this team. Penny Sewell makes some sense. Frank Ragnall makes some sense. Um, Jameson Williams would be fun if not redundant. Aiden Hutchinson would be fun if not redundant. I won't humor you with the name uh, Charles Harris. We won't do that. We won't have that conversation. Uh, it's it's those two guys, Pennay Sewell or Frank Ragnow. I'll take Sewell, uh, the the tackle. Uh, you put him at right tackle, and, and your offensive line dynamics suddenly look a lot more different. Uh, But, of course, if the Dolphins would have taken Penny Sewell, they would not have Jalen Waddle. And who knows what the offense would have looked like last year without Jalen Waddle. Hard pass. Don't even think about it. Okay. Let's talk Minnesota. The Vikings. We need one less new man for the Minnesota Vikings. I will always make that pun anytime I talk about the Vikings. Justin Jefferson. Stud. Dalvin Cook. Stud. Healthy Daniil Hunter, stud. Those are probably your Zadarius Smith, healthy Zadarius Smith, also a stud. There's a couple really high-level caliber options on this roster. I would probably take Dalvin Cook. Uh, Justin Jefferson, I think, at this point, is a better receiver than Dalvin Cook is running back on the top list in the NFL. Uh, but Dalvin Cook would make a huge difference with his vision and running ability and ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. I think Dalvin Cook is my answer here, and and I would not look back. Which brings us to the last team in the NFC North, the Green Bay Packers. Looking for a non-quarterback transplant, very important to specify because obviously we're talking about the team that Aaron Rodgers is playing on. Aaron Jones makes a lot of sense. Elton Jenkins is a very high-level, very versatile offensive lineman. He's certainly someone who would serve as an upgrade over Miami in probably four spots on the line. Um, defensively, Kenny Clark is redundant but a monster. Uh, Darnell Savage would be a good football player. Jair Alexander is a great football player, but uh, ultimately a little redundant with the other corners that you have. I think, I think I have to go Elton Jenkins. He played left tackle last year for, in the absence of David Bakhtiari. Putting him on the Dolphins with the ability to play left guard, right tackle, could probably snap and play center. That would change a lot of things. Uh, so I'll, I'll shout out Elton Jenkins as a name who um, is too good for me to pass up for his versatility as a football player, and a very, very good one at that. We will see Green Bay on Christmas Day this year. But first, we are going to transition to the NFC South as we continue this thought exercise looking for non-quarterbacks to transplant from the teams that they're playing on to the Dolphins for 2022. And our challenge now is the Atlanta Falcons. I look at the Atlanta Falcons... And Jake Matthews, offensive tackle, is our best offensive lineman. He's not better than Toron Armstead. I don't think that gives you a lot of appeal. Chris Lindstrom at right guard, solid player. Is he an obvious upgrade over Robert Hunt? No, I don't think so. Uh, their wide receivers are Brian Edwards, Drake London, and Olamide Zaccheaus as the top three. Kyle Pitts. Cordero Patterson, Grady Jarrett is a very, very good penetration, three-technique-style defensive lineman. Does he fit this system? Not particularly. I think he'd be a sub-package guy in a lot of different ways. A.J. Terrell's been very good. Uh, he, He took a big step forward at cornerback for the Falcons this past year. Man, looking at this roster, it stings that we lost this game last year. There's a bunch of those. Jacksonville. Raiders game. At least they had some elite talent. You should have won the game regardless. But Jacksonville and Atlanta are the two games that really suck and sting when you look back on it. Because I can't find a slam dunk. Kyle Pitts is the answer. Uh, but that's, it's so redundant um, versus Mike Gasecki and all the other talent you have in the tight end room. It, Kyle Pitts being the answer is more of a testament of what is lacking in the Falcons roster than just how good Kyle Pitts is. And of course, Kyle Pitts put up 1,000 yards as a rookie. He's one of just a select handful of tight end rookies in the history of the NFL to put that mark up on display. But I will take Kyle Pitts here because my other options aren't great. No shortage of options that are intriguing to me on this next team, even though I don't expect this team to be particularly competitive this year. Uh, the Carolina Panthers, the next team up. And while DJ Moore is their best receiver, he's not somebody I would entertain lifting for this exercise with the depth the Dolphins have a wide receiver. Ekem Ikwanu, the left tackle who they took at number six overall, uh, very tempting uh, for his ability to play zone. Had a chance to interview him. Uh, Ahead of the draft this past year, he was one of the Draft Network's draft legends that we spotlighted for guys who were spectacular on and off the field in their transition from the college game to the pro game, and uh, what a great person he is. Um, He'd be somebody who's on my short list. Christian McCaffrey is also worth mentioning here. Uh, Defensively, Brian Burns, star pass rusher. Uh, You can move him around your front. I think you'd get a lot of mileage out of him. Jeremy Chin as well. And if you, uh, if you were listening to my, my draft takes, my pre-draft takes from 2020, uh, Jeremy Chin was a very popular name. And he's been as advertised as a second-round draft choice, just an absolute demon on the back end for Carolina. So my short list is Ekem Christian McCaffrey, Brian Burns, and Jeremy Chin. Christian McCaffrey's the best player. Christian McCaffrey also struggled with injuries the last couple of years. I'd probably, man, Jeremy Chin's hard to pass. I love Brian Burns. Brian Burns is a Draft Dudes alumni. We had him on our Draft podcast I do with Joe Marino. um, And he talked about the art of the pass rush. And I absolutely love talking with him, getting inside his head. Great dude, was very gracious for his time. Can I, I might have to flip a coin. Um, I think chin gives you more elements that you don't have, especially if Jalen Phillips progresses. Uh, and that's not a knock on Brandon Jones, but Brandon Jones, if he's your third safety your your st- safety group is stars. Uh, so I think I'm going to take Jeremy chin, but that's, it's not an easy one to answer. And, and if health were not a factor, uh, Christian McCaffrey would probably uh, be the choice, but, uh, if you're, you're looking to make health a factor for yourselves in life, and make sure you eat right. I got good news for you. Built Bar is there to help bridge this gap. They sent me a couple of their mud pie bars. Oh, my goodness gracious, guys. Uh, Built Bar, protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It eats like a Three Musketeers. Uh, they're amazing. Uh, 100% chocolate, high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. Right now, you can visit Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and say 15%. Off your next order, that is built.com. Promo code LOCK15 to save 50% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. New Orleans Saints, the next team up for us. And I want to make sure I don't do anything irresponsible here and gloss over any names that I shouldn't. But man, is it really easy to look at Ryan Ramchick at right tackle. This is a top three right tackle in football. Excellent pass protector, excellent in the run game. Demario uh, Davis at linebacker is worth an acknowledgement. Tyron Matthew at, at safety uh, and Chauncey Garner Johnson in the nickel are all players who I think would serve as upgrades versus what the Dolphins currently have. Cameron Jordan is an elite player on the defensive line as well. Would be remiss to not acknowledge him as well. Alvin Kamara would be an upgrade. Uh, So there's a fair amount of trade-off here with high-level starters, but none better at their respective position in my mind for my money than Ryan Ramchak at right tackle. He is top three, if not top two, right tackle in football. So I would take him in a heartbeat, and that offensive line would kick some behind. Uh, Obviously, with Teron Armstead also already having made the transition in free agency this offseason. Our last NFC South team is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we are looking for non-quarterbacks. And I am emphasizing that deliberately because of the rumor mill that has sprung up several times. I don't want to hear it, right? Non-quarterbacks to transplant from this team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, to the dolphins to serve as a 2022 upgrade tristan works right tackle all pro former first round pick also worth acknowledging shaq mason at right guard because i think he can play either guard spot and he could probably snap and ryan jensen the center hmm. must be nice that's that's a, a very very strong group up front I also think Devin White, the inside linebacker, is the um, the souped up version of what Elandon Roberts is to the umpteenth degree. Uh, you also have Vita Vea, who's an absolute monster, much more three down versatility than what Raquan Davis has shown to this point in his career. Uh, and if I was going to put Antoine Winfield Jr. in the low safety spot to play low in the hole uh, or to be interchangeable with Javon Holland as the, the second safety, uh, I think that would be an upgrade as well. I think there's some debate for a couple of other spots, uh, but Vita Veya, Antoine Winfield, and that offensive line trio of Jensen, Mason, and Werfs are these th- obvious names that I think are upgrades. G- uh, Leonard Fournette very, very good. Running back, he's become a very good running back in that system, but I do not like him in a wide zone system at all. Uh, he is very much a downhill between the tackles runner. But give me Tristan Wirfs, uh, another right tackle candidate here from the NFC South. As we transition to the NFC West, we're going to start with Arizona, and we are looking for obvious upgrades at, the, not, at positions other than quarterback. Can I say J.J. Watt out of, like, nostalgia? Because here's the thing. We're not including quarterback in the exercise, right? Let's go through it. A.J. Green, Marquise Brown, Rondale Moore. They're not better than what Miami has at wide receiver. The offensive line, uh, D.J. Humphreys, not better than Teron Armstead. Justin Pugh, replacement-level player, in my opinion, at this point in his career. Rodney Hudson, probably an upgrade over Connor Williams. Um, but if you took him and moved Connor Williams back to guard, now you're better at guard for sure. Will Hernandez flopped in New York. Kelvin Beecham, right tackle. Zach Ertz at tight end? No. James Connor at running back? No. Uh, JJ Watt, a fully healthy JJ Watt would be an upgrade. But a fully healthy J.J. Watt is not something we've seen in a long time. Lecky Foto, Zach Allen, Devin Kennard, the rest of the front. Excuse me, and Marcus Golden. No. Uh, Two first-round picks in Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins that have both underwhelmed to this point in their careers. You could pick one of those guys off of tools. You could pick Zayvon Collins off of tools as a potential upgrade. I'd, I'd quite frankly rather have Channing Tindall in his range at this point than Zayvon Collins. Isaiah Simmons, you're hoping the light bulb goes on, but you've got a sample size now that's two years big, and you don't love it. And that's a little scary for me to pick him at this point. Buddha Baker, again, if you're going to play musical chairs with who's playing what safety position, Buda Baker will be an upgrade. Marco Williams, Antonio Hamilton, Byron Murphy in the nickel, that's an upgrade. See a Buda Baker, Byron Murphy, and Rodney Hudson, plus a healthy J.J. Watt. It's not a big list for a team that won a bunch of games last year. Must be nice. Must be nice to make that kind of headway and win that many football games. Mm. I'll keep my... mm, mm. Sorry. 19 wins in two years and no playoff appearances is is getting after me a little bit. Uh, I'll, I'll pick... Rodney Hudson here and get better at two offensive line spots for one pick, which leaves us three more teams as we bring this concept home. San Francisco 49ers. Candidates as potential upgrades include uh, Debo Samuel at wide receiver. Trent Williams, who is for my money, the best offensive lineman in football right now. You'd figure it out. Move them around a little bit if you have to. You move somebody around, but you'd make it work. George Kittle, arguably the best tight end in football right now. Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Fred Warner. Those are the names for me that really jumped that would really move the needle. Fred Warner would make a huge difference in what you could do defensively. Trent Williams is the best offense. So this is a, are you going to take just the best player to be bringing in an elite player? Or are you going to bring the guy who you think can change schematically what you can do the most? Because George Kittle would really move the, putting George Kittle in Miami's offense with Coach McDaniel would really move the needle a ton. Trent Williams is the best respected player in his position, for my money, in, in football. And Fred Warner would really change what you could do Versatility-wise, with the same personnel on the field. I'm going to go. I have to go Trent. We'll figure out who's playing where. But you get a chance to get the best offensive lineman in football with the offensive line situation that you've had to deal with for the last five years. You guys would kill me. You'd kill me if I didn't pick him. Uh, But George Kittle would probably come in second in this thought exercise, uh, the Seattle Seahawks are next to last team transplanting a non quarterback onto this dolphins roster for 2022 names that I think serve as obvious upgrades. Do I think Tyreek Hill is better than DK Metcalf? Yes. Do I think Jalen Waddle is better than Tyler Lockett? I think Lockett's more accomplished. I think Waddle will be a better player overall down the road. Do I think Freddie Swain is a better wide receiver than Cedric Wilson? No. Is Charles Cross better than Teron said? No. Is Damian Lewis a better left guard than who, whoever you have at left guard? I can't say with certainty, but I also can't say yes. Is Austin Blythe a better center than Connor Williams? No. Is Gabe Jackson a better right guard at this point in his career? He was at one time uh, than Robert Hunt now? No. Is Jake Curhan or Abe Lucas a better right tackle than whoever you have there? No, can't say it with confidence. Is Noah Fant better than Mike Kosecki? Not from a production standpoint. Is Rashad Penny or Kenneth Walker or Chris Carson better than the backs you have in the backfield? No, I'm not taking anybody off the Seahawks offense. Their best players just so happen to line up with the best talent that Miami has on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, man, guys, uh, Shelby Harris is a good, good player. Puna Ford's a good player. Are they better than Christian Wilkins and Raquan Davis? I can't say for certain. The answer is yes. Quentin Jefferson, the other defense interior defensive lineman, Daryl Taylor as their their Leo or wide angled pass rusher. Are those guys better than Emmanuel Agba and Zach Sealer? Cody Barton at Mike linebacker, Jordan Brooks at Will linebacker. Uchenu Nwosu and Boye Mafé. Your corners are Trey Brown and Sidney Jones with Justin Coleman, who was third string nickel from last year in the slot. And then you got Quandre Diggs and Jamal Adams as your safeties. I mean, I'm not going to Houston Texans this team. I won't do that to them. And if you missed it yesterday, I didn't pick anybody off the Texans. But this is really hard. I think Jordan Brooks at linebacker gives you some more coverage skills than what you currently have on the roster, and Quandre Diggs is a really good safety. Uh, probably has some flexibility to move to different spots. <clears throat> I think your bigger needs at linebacker with with coverage options, so I'll go with Jordan Brooks, but I'm begrudged in doing so. There's not even, no, there's not even a specialist I take now. Not with Thomas Morstead on the roster. Which brings us to our defending Super Bowl champions, the Los Angeles Rams. And I'm going to make this real easy. You get a chance to get Aaron Donald on your football team, you take it. Period. Point blank. Period. No questions But as we bring this to a close, I want to put the shoe on the other foot very quickly. I want to look at the Dolphins roster and identify if you are making a list for upgrade opportunities, right? Because for a lot of these rosters, we went through, we went through the depth chart and we identified, hey, here's our short list of candidates. Who do I think off this roster serves as your short list of candidates as obvious upgrades versus what you have at your respective positions. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle both deserve acknowledgement here. But if you're going to pull one wide receiver, it's probably going to be Tyreek Hill over Jalen Waddle. So Tyreek Hill on the list. Teron Armstead at left tackle. It's an elite football player at his respective position in the NFL. He's going to go on the list as well. If I were to pick an offensive lineman, a, Pick Robert Hunt, but I don't know how many teams would pick Robert Hunt over Teron Armstead or Tyreek Hill. I mean, if I picked an interior offensive line, uh, Mike Issey is going to come on this list as well, but he would—he's still going to be third in the pecking order. Uh, not the running back position defensively. Uh, Christian Wilkins is going to go on this list, and if you. Don't base it off reputation and you base it off actually watching the film last year. Wilkins is probably second or third on this list. Probably third. Unless you were factoring in for injury concerns with Teron Armstead, in which case he'd be two. Xavier Howard is going to go on this list, which would disqualify Byron Jones, uh, who's a better player than I think what a lot of Dolphins fans give him credit for. Xavier Howard will go on this list as a lockdown corner, and he's probably number one or number two now that he's alleviated some of the injury concerns of the, of the early portions of his career by playing back-to-back full seasons. Uh, so now you're at five names on your short list. And I think you mentioned Javon Holland. You had a half dozen guys who I think would be obvious upgrades for the vast majority of teams across the league as a testament to the current state of this Dolphins team. And there'd be even more if you weren't double dipping at positions that already had a better player on the list. Not a bad time to be a Dolphins fan. Hope you guys enjoyed this thought exercise. We have power to the pod tomorrow. So all of your questions, your topics, your hot takes, we're going to get to them. Hope to see you there. Kyle Krabs, Fin's up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins, your team every day. We don't just say it. We live it. Fin's up. Make it a great one.